Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. I'm your host, The Philosopher, and this is where I help you guys level up inside and outside the virtual arena. I do that by talking about topics and having guests on the show that I feel can help you guys level up. And I use my skills and my experiences to help you guys learn from what I've done, ask questions from people that I feel could really contribute onto a certain topic, and really just dig into certain topics and, and learn about certain mindsets to help you guys see how other people think. So other than that though, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, make sure you go over and follow me on the podcast version. Yes, in 2019, I am now in podcast format. So make sure you check that out. It's a lot easier. You can minimize the screen or, you know, turn off the, the screen finally, instead of having YouTube up on your phone, just listen to it on the go. Way more convenient. I can have a little bit more long form and be a little bit more personal and talk about things I don't really want to talk about on the YouTube channel just because of retention and that kind of stuff. So make sure you're checking that out. I highly appreciate it. But other than that, though, thank you guys so much. Let's get right into the show. And as always, I'll see you all in the next one. Thank you, sir. I'm doing good, Mr. Philosophy. That was a hell of an intro, man. Thank you for that. You flattered the hell out of me. Thank you. Yeah, I I um I actually in a weird way did get trained for that because I didn't even want to be a stand-up comic. I, w- I went to school for acting. Like I'm from California, and then um, right after high school I moved to Texas, which is where I'm now. And you know, in Texas is not there's no Hollywood really out here. There's nothing really popping like that. So um, to get involved in any kind of acting, you kind of got to go where it's at. So I went to a school called Katie Studio in downtown Dallas um, for acting. You know, I was like, okay, let's let me just do this, and okay. then. Uh, it was the teacher. If it wasn't for the teachers there, I never would have did it because they were the ones that literally pulled me aside and they were like, hey, uh, you should do stand up. Get out of here and go do stand up. And I was confused because I was like, I never thought of stand-up. I always looked at stand up like it was too hard. Like I had too much respect for it. I was like that shit. Hell no. But they were like, everything you do here is comedy. You know, you can do monologues and stuff like that. You perform in front of the class. Basically, they make you do drills like like fucking like. Any embarrassing thing you have you can think of, they made you do at that school. Like you literally had to do like a lip sync competition. You had to do live performances. What, I had to do a fucking uh, lap dance uh, for one of the students. It's like they, they make you do everything to where by the time you're done with that course, you're like, well, I'm not afraid of anything. Like everything's all good. So literally um, my, <laughs> my student loans dried up at that school right before I graduated. Mm-hmm. And I said, Effort. I'm just gonna go try my luck at this open mic, and then I sucked ass so hard at that open mic, um, it pushed me. Cause I'm the type of dude like, if I think I can get something, it's just gonna make me want to do it even more, even though I suck at it. Um, so within about, I would say about two months, I finally started making people giggle, made them laugh. Literally four months, a manager was in the audience, and he was like, "Yo, I want you to open." And then he he took me on little shows, and I got to meet big names, and then. I mean, the story case closed basically from there. Within one year of stand-up comedy, I was on the road. And I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. This is like, how the hell am I a stand-up comic right now? Like, I don't even know. You know, I'm in, sleeping in hotels, performing in places I've never been before. I'm getting paid to fucking make people laugh. Excuse my language. But it was just like, uh, that was the reality. I, I did it and it worked, you know? And I and I felt like, um, I sat down and I thought to myself, like, what about, what do I feel like I'm good at? Because I feel like we're all naturally gifted in certain areas that uh, more so than others. Like I suck at singing, I suck at math, I suck at a lot of things, right? But I said, you know, I thought about what do I like and what am I good at? 
And a lot of it didn't match up. But the only <laughs> thing I liked and I was good at was writing and comedy. And I was like, I've been doing this shit since I was a kid. I used to put two VCRs together and I would edit like that. Before there was YouTube, I would make compilations of sketch comedy and pass it around to kids and family on the block and just be like, hey, watch this sketch comedy I did. And people would usually laugh and be like, eh. So when YouTube came along, it just made sense. It was like, oh shit, now I can have a big platform to put these sketch comedy on, you know? Um, so long story short, once I realized that basically comedy was my only shot <laughs> at, uh, at truly being passionate about something in my life, uh, I went for it. That's why I went to that school. I never in a million years would have thought when I was a kid I'd be at an acting school performing. It wasn't a comedy school. They did like Shakespeare and all this other, you know what I'm saying? I was in there with all those guys. So um, long story short, that's how it evolved, you know, and that was in my 20s. So uh, we've come a long way basically since then. How did you go from <laughs> doing comedy? Like what what brought your interest to, to fighting games? Because you like writing and comedy. What brought, yes. like, what, what got that so, there? Believe it or not, uh, fighting games came before comedy. That was high school. Uh, com uh, Street Fighter 2 came out and changed my damn life. I used to ditch high school. They put an arcade right across the street from my high school, and they gave us open campus lunch, so you could actually go and mm -hmm. eat, and then you, you had to come back, right? I never went back. I would go, and my mom gave me a dollar, and I wouldn't eat because I only had a dollar, and I said, okay, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to eat, or am I going to play me some Street Fighter? You know, and I, oh, fuck it, I'm going to play me some Street Fighter. So I would stay in the store and just play, and the owner, he didn't care, man, so he never made me leave. So literally from like 12 to like three, I was in that damn little arcade um, playing me some Street Fighter and falling in love with the game, playing Guile, right? Loved it. It was like love at first sight, like passionate about it. I used to ride my bike everywhere just to find where I could find a, a cabinet by myself. Um, and then um, when I moved to Texas, you know, Street Fighter kind of went through this weird phase where, um, you know, it was like the third strike phase and stuff like that. Because Guile wasn't in it, I didn't really mess with it too much because I was so loyal. I didn't really like, uh, what's his name? What was his name? Remy? Nash? Or, or, oh, oh, Remy. Yeah, 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 Remy. I didn't really like him. I was like, who is this? Like, Guile? Like, what the hell? Who throws booms like that? But I played Ken and Ryu in there for a little bit. <laughs> um, and it wasn't until Ultra came out that I was like, holy shit, Street Fighter's back. You know, I was like, just totally immersed in it. And it never dawned on me to connect that with comedy. It wasn't until like 2013, 2014, where I was like, you know what? I started actually looking at the FGC and I was like, I don't really see anybody in the Street Fighter scene doing comedy on a regular basis. Like there's so many things I would watch and so many, and I'll be like, man, that's funny. That's hilarious. That's stupid. This is that, but nobody's making fun of it. So I decided to make one. And then I, I can't remember what my first video was. I think it was like, uh, 30 things Street Fighter players say or something like it was something like that. Mm -hmm. And then just so happened they featured it on Event Hubs. I didn't even know what Event Hubs was until they featured it on Event Hubs. So my world was kind of like immersed in FGC once that happened. And then I got to meet a lot of cool people along the way. So naturally what happened is I had a love for fighting games. I had a love for stand-up comedy. And then once I realized I could actually join the two together back in like, I would say like early 2014, um, it all just, you know, kind of evolved. You went to school and got trained uh, in comedy. You learned the process. You had the grind as well. So uh, just off the top of the head, I'm thinking um, 
what parallels, if any, have you seen between the process of learning comedy and the process of learning a fighting game? Uh, so comedy for me was easier because I was naturally doing that since I was a kid. Like, you know how I say, you know, fighting games, like some people with anything, like you ever tried to do something like with your, with your buddies or something like that. And you're like, shit, this guy just does it. Like, how do you just do it? You know, like, and you struggle with it. Like it just becomes a little harder <laughs> because they're naturally gifted like that. Yeah. For comedy, I, for, it, for comedy, I could just be sitting there and a thought will just come. And I'll be like, holy shit, that's a, that's a, um, there's dialogue here. This is a skit. Okay. Well, and it, boom. And I'll just start writing. It just like automatically comes. And I don't know why, but it always did since I was a kid. So I was like, all right. And I loved it. So I was like, all right, this is, this is what's up. Um, what comedy, but you know, once you become professional, so to speak in comedy, there's all kinds of rules, especially in stand up. There's all kinds of, you would think everybody gets along in the stand up world, but they don't just like FGC. There's people that talk shit about each other. There's people that hate each other. There are certain clubs that won't feature certain comedians because they have bad reputation. It's just like almost like the fighting game scene. There's cliques. There's people that are considered like the veterans and people are considered like the scrubs. Like it's almost direct parallel from the like it's it's amazing to me. So when I became like an FGC, I realized that it was very similar to what I came from a stand up comedy, but it was harder because it didn't come natural to me. Like for me, one, uh, fighting games, like I learned like other people could just pick up a combo and do it. I can't, like I gotta spend like forever to look. You remember Giles FADC to like Ultra and fucking uh, 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 Street Fighter Ultra? Oh my God. Dude, I spent like literally a month in my room just trying to get that shit down. And the first time I did it online, I got an orgasm. I was like, man, you know, so it was like, it, it, it came harder to me, but it was something I loved. So of course I kept doing it. But as far as like the parallels of the grind, it's the same It's with anything, you know, like you're only going to get back what you put in. So a lot of us, we practice for 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there. We don't really, you know, meanwhile, these other guys are playing six, seven hours a day. You know what I'm saying? And these are the guys that pretty much make it their life. You know, and those are the guys that reach this level of success in, you know, uh, in the platform that they choose. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I wasn't prepared for in the FGC, I was kind of naive when I went to stand-up comedy because I did think everybody, oh, we're all going to be friends. We're all comics, right? Everybody's cool here. No. When I went into the FGC, same shit. I was like, everybody I had met in Dallas was cool. Mm -hmm. They showed me love. They were just like family. And it was amazing. When this channel blew up, in uh, Button Check, Bogus Journeys took off. It was love too, but then that's when I ran into like <laughs> a lot of shit. Uh, haters out there, you know, uh, certain individuals clashing with me, and I wasn't ready for it. I I, uh, I, knew, I know how life works, and I knew that was to be expected and stuff like that, but the level of toxic shit and trolls and stuff like that, I, I didn't know. I really didn't expect it at that level. So a lot of it caught me off guard and, and made me just like reevaluate stuff and appreciate the love that I do have like on the channel and stuff like that. But definitely um, there are certain things in both realms and stand up and FGC that threw me off and that I learned to get past basically. And sorry for having such long-winded answers. I feel like I'm rambling. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of that's kind of normal on my show to be honest with you. Uh, I, I prefer those because like I, I don't like asking. 
I like asking broad questions because it gives a, the guest an opportunity to really think about it and process it in their own way and answer it the way they want. If I want a deeper answer, usually I'll, I'll ask for it. But I, I like seeing the way that people just kind of go off on their own thought processes. Like, obviously, you know, you're, you're pretty public. You're, you're a family man. You know, you play Guile. Uh, you know, you listen. You took his advice, just like Ken did as well. Uh, how <laughs> how do you, um, you know, for people out there who try to make the excuse if I don't have time, you know, this and that. You know, obviously, you're making, you're making things happen. You have a family. You know, you're even including them in some of your content. Like, how do you balance? You know, I call it a game-life balance. You know, there's a work-life balance. How do you manage, like, your content, your game time, and, like, your family? There's, there's a, that's a, I was actually thinking about that today. That is a constant grind because for one, um, the problem is a lot of us, when we get, a lot of us, we don't figure out what we want to do or what makes us really excited until we already have a family, until we're already married, we're already in a relationship. We don't like get into relationships, be like, Hey, my name is Ernesto. I like this, this, this. Are you down? Yes. Okay. Let's go. We don't do that. We just be like, you know, we're, we're this type of person. That's how I was. Um, the only thing my wife knew about me in the beginning was I was a comedian. That's how I met her. So she was cool with that, obviously. Um, but don't get it twisted. It still had its challenges. Um, there were a lot of different kind of arguments and debates we had with that. Um, but she didn't wasn't ready for this YouTube grind. This was harder than stand-up comedy because it's an everyday grind because I post like six days a week. So um, she loved it, but it's definitely had its challenges. Um, and the bottom line is this is you definitely need a supportive environment. If the person you are with, your wife, your husband, whoever you're with, doesn't support it, it's pulling you away from them, is just against it, chances are it's, it's not gonna have a long shelf life. You definitely need somebody that has your back and you definitely need to find the balance there because it will fucking, like I always say, it will destroy your relationship. You have to find a balance to where you're like, okay, these are the times I do this, baby. What are you doing today? Let me plan this. You want to go ahead? You know, me and my wife had our thing. I'm like, okay, you go ahead and watch um, fucking Teen Mom. I'm going to go over here and disappear <laughs> in my, because that's what she does. You know, I was like, are you going to watch your shows? The ones that I absolutely hate and will not watch with you? All right, I'm going to go run over here while you go over there for two hours. You know, we get a little break. She relieves her stress. I go over here, relieve mine. You know, we do our stuff. And here's how I look at it. It's all up to the individual because most people, will have an idea to do something. But either for one, they'll never do it, or for two, they'll start to do it, realize they get some resistance from it that they're really not down for, and then they stop. So all these great ideas always go to waste and they never come to fruition or anything like that. And I look at, I, I think I have a problem in a way because I always have the tendency to look at the end. At the end of the day, I only get how many more years on this earth? Hell, I might not even get tomorrow, you know? I've seen so many of my homies and, and cousins pass away at my age already. So I'm like, when I'm gone, uh, the coolest thing, the coolest thought in the world to me is my grandkids could look, could Google me. My grandkids could look up what I did and they'd be like, man, my grandpa was a crazy ass, you know, or my grandpa did this. He actually did that. Maybe I could do some shit too. Maybe if he went out there and took a chance, I could do that. Because, you know, most people in most families, we grow up. We get a job, we conform, so to speak, and and we settle, you know, in a way. Not to say that if you don't, if you're not reaching for the stars, you have a shitty life, but a lot of us settle in a way to where we get comfortable. And what happens? I gotta pay this bill, I gotta pay that. I don't got time, I gotta pay this, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. We don't get time to breathe. So we kind of conform to the situation. We look forward to the weekend. Monday we go back to work, and then it is what it is, you know. And I I thought about that and I was like, I 
I have to find a way. You have to find a way to get out of that if you're going to do anything that you're dreaming of. Because that right there is what suffocates everybody. That cycle, that schedule, that that chokes the shit out of any dream that you've ever had. So I was blessed enough with a supporting spouse to to see that and to understand. And she's staring at me right now. You all right? <laughs> all right. I'll let you go. I love you. Oh. I can't. All right. She wants beer. She's looking at me right now. Uh-oh. She's like, I want some beer. I'm like, all right. I'll get you some beer. Put after that the... out. Don't put that in. <laughs> That's I'm already that in. Very, live, baby. at the very beginning. This is live. <laughs> yeah. Put that everywhere. Blast it. So I kind of uh, want to like add on to that if you don't mind. And then like, you can yeah, yeah. let me know your thoughts too. Like a lot of people don't know. My, my dad was a, a Jamaican immigrant. Uh, so he moved here when he was like 18. He taught himself how to speak without an accent. That's why like, I speak the way that I do. Like I grew up in a, in a bad neighborhood, but like he, he was my, he was around me the most, but like he, he always grinded. Like he always worked jobs he didn't want. And like eventually he became very miserable. And, um, you know, I always respected his hard work and it wasn't until after he retired and he saw what I was doing and like taking care of myself that I started to see him be more relaxed. Um, and that, that taught me along the lines of like, you know, cause we didn't get along all the time, but the one thing I learned was that like, I didn't want to be the kind of person that he was. I wanted to, you know, be a hard worker, but work towards something that I want. And right. I w- always had his mindset and I couldn't really say anything about it because I didn't have a kid yet. Um, I didn't have really a family yet. I was on my own for most of my life. I was homeless for a little bit. But, like, I just had this mindset that, like, no matter who I'm with, I have to be the best version of myself because if I'm not, I'm shortchanging my family and I'm shortchanging anybody else that I can provide content to or, or some sort of help to. And so I was like, when I have a kid, I have to I have to know what I want, like you said, but I also have to keep working towards it because I want to be an example to him. I want him to be the best person that he can be, just like what you were saying. So I, I came across a lot of people. I've worked a lot of jobs, a lot of bad jobs. And along the way, I've heard so many times. And I, I respect it and I understand it because I know it's hard and it's not easy. But a lot of people just kind of zone out and say, oh, man, I've got the kids. You know, they use their kids. It's almost a cushion for you know their, their life. It's like, oh, I can't do it because I have a kid. And I just never subscribed to that. And I always felt like a, a jerk. But now that I have a kid, it's like, you know, I'm still trying to make sure I balance. I think that relationships are just like fighting games or RPGs. You got to keep leveling up your, you know, your significant other, your kids are, are still growing. They're new people every day. So you have to match that and, and see where they are now, not where they were 10 years ago. Um, so long story short, I, I think that, you know, it takes work and it takes a lot of like vision and, and focus towards what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely does. And you hit the key right there that like pretty much the nail on it is when you said uh, there's a difference, basically the grind between doing it like where you feel like you have to to survive uh, and doing something you love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's two different things there. And like you were saying before, it's, it's different also. I was actually homeless too. I lived in my car for a hot minute when I was yeah. a comedian. Yeah. Um, and uh, so long story short, man, there's there's different versions of the grind. And um, there, there's ways to do it where you just burn out. You know what I'm saying? And there's, there's ways to do it where um, it actually improves your life. You may be working harder but you're happier, you know, because you found a, a better balance and you're doing something you love. Point blank, you're doing something you love. And, um, you know, it wasn't until basically I started this channel last year in February, it kind of took off. And that's that's the first time ever when I realized I was an entrepreneur. Little did I know when I was a stand-up comic, I was an entrepreneur too, but I didn't think of it like that. You know, now I see it like this is my business. This is literally my business and I'm growing it. Um, and I'm trying to provide the best service. 
I'm in charge of the employees. Like, I'm just like, I do fucking everything. And people that, you know, I made a little short documentary called How All the Buttons Get Checked on my channel. Hmm. And it just shows one day's worth of editing and processing and all that and how much goes into that video process for like one episode of Button Check. And I, cause I really believe people have no idea. They have no idea how hard it is what you're doing right now or what we're doing right now to have a family, to have a full-time job, to have bills and all these other things, but to still do what we do, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then all that for somebody to click on the video and be like, this sucks. This video is <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> this video is bullshit, man. Dude, like, oh, oh man. thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it right on. You all know, that hard work. But yeah. it is what it is. It, it's it's social media. I mean, that's, that's what's going to come with the territory. But if anything, it just helps me um, go harder. Yeah, you know, it toughens you up. Makes video better. Mm, I definitely agree. So uh, one of the last questions is, you know, say someone comes up to you and they're like, I want to I want to do what you're doing. I want to be the next Ernesto Lopez or I want to like, do like what you're doing, but they don't have like any skills or anything. Uh, they want to make it happen. <laughs> like they, they haven't done anything yet. <laughs> you know, they're like Napoleon Dynamite. Like what do you what, what do you tell this person? So if uh, if somebody um, was in that situation, I would tell them to look up Omega Big Mac. And I would say, go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead and Google Omega Big Mac. Oh, man. You'll, you'll Just, find you'll find. Oh, man. <laughs> no. So if they wanted to follow this path, it, it's one of those things where I feel like, you know what's funny is I've actually been asked this question online. And people will DM me mm-hmm. that question. And and I think, one, either people don't think I'm going to respond or, two, they don't, they're not prepared for the response because I give them the fuck – I give them that – because I'm like, oh, you want to, like, are you serious? And they're like, yeah, 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 I kind of want to do this. All right, let's go. And I get excited about that question because I'm just like, okay, let's do it. You know, I even talked to Gutex about it and stuff like that. And I'm like, boom. And then they'll reply back, like, oh, shit. Oh, well, okay, well, I'll think about it. Or I'll do like, they're just like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm trying to tell you, this is a recipe here. There's a thing. It's doable, but it's a big sacrifice. And basically all they have to know is if, if you're coming from nothing, if you watch my early videos, I was filming on my mother-in-law's camera. Uh, there wasn't a DSLR, it was a regular ass camera in a garage. Like there was a, I was in a garage with no lighting. There was a car behind me. Like sometimes I was in the, where the lawnmowers were. Like in the garage, I didn't have my own setup. And then I was editing my videos on her laptop that, you know, I was just like, I was learning everything there. And I, that was like, what, five years ago or something like that? So. I've come a long way to actually having my own little studio set up in my house and stuff like that. Like, um, you know, with all the, the the bells and whistles and stuff like that. So the biggest thing is it's going to take time. It's going to take failure. And you got to get comfortable with failure. Fail your ass off, but fail forward and keep going and learn from that. A lot of people think that failure is a sign that they should stop. No, no, no. It's just a sign that you're growing. You're learning more. Okay, you're learning that doesn't work, that doesn't work, that doesn't work. Well, this is going like there's only so many times you're gonna fail before you find the successful path. You know, like, okay, well, there's the answer I was looking for this whole time. It's the process of elimination. It sucks because nobody likes failing, but that is the process. Same thing as a stand-up comic. I'm gonna tell a joke at an open mic, and it's not gonna work like five times until I get it to that one. And once I got that polished version, I'm gonna take it to the show. You know, but it all came through failure. So it's the same thing. With this, if you want to be the next Ernesto Lopez comedy, uh, the next uh, philosopher, whoever you want to be, take 
what you like about them, what you like about us, however you want to phrase that, but be sure to put your own personality on it as well because we don't need duplicates out there. We don't need, uh, you know, somebody impersonating other people. Take your personality. That's one of the best things about the FGC is we have so many different personalities and people that are not afraid to be themselves, you know. Um, that's It's a wonderful thing. So take what you love about them, mix it in with your own personality, and then just give it time. Give it time. Because now, like, you were blessing me right before we start, right? We were struggling with the damn Skype. I was like, oh, I don't know how to work your <laughs> Skype and stuff like that. But guess what? We figured this shit out. You know what I'm saying? So now you are blessed with technology. You got everything you basically need. You can look up on YouTube. You can Google it. Or your homie probably knows it. You know, so it's out there. And my cousin told me that the other day. He was like, a few months ago, last year, actually, he was like, why don't you do this, this, or that? And I looked at him and I was like, um, well, I don't really know. I don't know. And then he looked at me stupid and he was like, isn't this like your thing though? You do YouTube like all the time. And I was like, yeah. He was like, then fucking look it up. He was like, all you gotta do <laughs> is Google it or go to YouTube. He was like, if I were you, I would boom, boom, boom. And I looked at, I couldn't even say nothing. I was like, damn, you're right. Like, I'm just not doing it. Why? Why am I not, you know, it's like this thing that we program in our minds that we just end up turning it off and we want to always chalk up stuff to like, well, it's because of this. It's because of that. It's because, you know, but now in this day and age, the excuses are like finite, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You know, there's really none out there. You don't really have any, you know, everybody else is kind of doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, once again, long winded answer, um, definitely um, look at the people in front of you, the people that you look up to, See what you love about them, mix it in with your own personality, and just grind that stuff out, man. Man. That's what I would say. Thank you. Well, there you have it. That is Ernesto Lopez's golden rule, golden rules, <laughs> golden phrase. Um, long phrases, yes. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll, probably, I'll probably have to make a clip of that and put that online or something. That was, that was very inspirational. I'll have to put some like dramatic music behind it or something. Yes, something, <laughs> something real good. Oh, for people who don't know what you do or you know haven't seen your content yet, where where can they find you? It's not going to be too hard, but where can they find you? Yeah, if you go to uh, YouTube, of course, is the main thing. You just uh, put in Ernesto Lopez Comedy, or you can put in Button Check or Bogus Journeys. Um, that'll pull up. Uh, the channel is known as Ernesto Lopez Comedy, but the, the two shows on that channel our button check and bogus journey. So it's all tied in together. Um, a lot of times I just tell people, Google my name, just Google Ernesto Lopez uh, comedy. On Twitter, um, it's just Ernesto Lopez Jr. Um, Facebook, Ernesto Lopez comedy. So basically, Ernesto Lopez comedy gets you anywhere. Hopefully this year too, I can start twitching or twitching, streaming on Twitch <laughs> um, and doing all that good stuff as well. Cause we wanna do more live stuff for all the fans and all the amazing people that have been supporting us lately. So. Um, you could definitely catch us there. And right now we're posting six days a week. So Oof. it's uh, definitely a grind, man. It's a lot of content, man. Well, yes. Thank you so much. I might have to have you on the show again to talk about more stuff. This has been very enlightening and also very, uh, I'm, I've been trying not to laugh. You know, I'm trying to take this serious. <laughs> uh, you did a, I, yeah, I, did okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the love. I have a lot to say. My goal too for 2019 is to do an actual comedy show for the FGC, like a stand-up show just based off things that only FGC heads would get. You know, like at Bar Fights at Evo last year, we did a, you know, a thing with Gutex. But it, of course it was mashes and stuff like that. But that's mm-hmm. when I realized like, you know, you have the Smash community over here. They did like a whole roast 
and they roasted hugs and they did like a Comedy Central style and it was amazing. I was like, yo, these guys were actually funny, man. Then they do a music video where they're all rapping together and stuff like that. They just dropped that a few weeks ago. I'm like, where, where are we? We're, we're not doing none of this, man. Like, what's up with this? So I would love, and I mentioned it to, to, uh, to Gutex last year and he was like, huh? Like, I was like, dude, let's do a roast before they did it. I was like, yo, let's do a roast, man. Let's do something like people would love that shit. They would love for us to we roast you. Yipes. <laughs> yes. Yipes to be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, it would smug. be. Yeah, who wouldn't want to see? That would be hilarious, man. So That's a good idea. definitely some more things planned for, t- for this year, for 2019, because it doesn't stop at butt checking bogus journeys. These things kind of just happened as we were doing the show, you know, and people seem to like it. So it just birthed a whole new, you know, a whole new thing. But once again, long-winded, thank you, man, for having me on the show, brother. Uh, feels good to talk to you face-to-face. I've been watching your stuff um, since last year. I remember you inter- interviewed Gutex, and I was like, who's this guy right here? I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay. And then you hit me up, I think, uh, oh, like several months ago. Yeah, um, someone someone tweeted at it, like me, you, and, and one other person, I think Born Free or something, and like said we were the only people making content or something. That was the first time I had like interacted uh, with you, I think. And I was like, wait, let me check this guy out. And I, I think I had seen some of your videos like just randomly, because like they're, they're FGC related, yeah. so they popped up. I didn't know like your name or anything. And I was like, oh, okay. And that's when I started watching your videos after he tagged you. I don't remember okay. who it was though. He was making content, um, he was getting into it. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Also, congrats on the new fam, man. Ooh, thank Big you. Big up to the family man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm taking the advice too. Guy all told me to be a family man, so I'm gonna do it. I play, <laughs> I play Fong, but you know, whatever. Oh, really? But, yeah, yeah. I'm learning Kage. I'll have to play some matches sometimes. Kage's fun. But uh, that said, thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, podcast version uploaded every Wednesday, YouTube version on Friday. Make sure you guys subscribe wherever you listen to this. And thank you guys so much. And as always, I will see you all in the next one. Peace.